Welcome to Keeping It Real, where we talk business, money, and mindset. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. It is your host, for Richard, and you are listening to the Keeping It Real podcast. And as always, got a really, really special guest with me. You know, his name is Kendall. I've actually known him for a long time. Um, I feel like both of us started our journey around the same time. And it's been amazing seeing his growth, especially in 2020. And, you know, I really had to have him on, talk more about business mindset. A lot of you guys have asked me to bring on more people to talk more, you know, about like business mindset, especially in the marketing niche. I know a lot of you guys that follow me are in the marketing niche. So I brought you, you know, someone that is uh, the right person, you know. Hey, appreciate that, that man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got Kendall with us. Kendall, go ahead and give a brief introduction of who What's you up, are. guys? Bro. For sure, man. I appreciate the intro, uh, PB. Um, so like, like PB said, my name is Kendall. I run a digital marketing company, a software company, as well as an e-commerce marketing agency, uh, e-commerce brand, excuse me. Um, long story short, we were basically the founder of Maybach Media. So we work with e-commerce businesses and coaches and consultants and basically help them scale with Facebook, YouTube ads, Google ads. I also have one e-commerce brand. So we sell like a physical supplement. Um, not going to say the brand, obviously. And then I'm also the founder of Agro. So it's like we're a software company that's built for advertisers to basically help you, you know, optimize your ad spend, optimize your budget. And we're spending about like, about last month, I think we spent about 600,000 last month on Facebook ads and about 200,000 on Google ads last month. So we're reaching the goal of seven figures a month to manage ad spend, which is super dope. That's awesome, bro. And we'll talk more about the, you know, different brands you're working on and, and all your businesses. But I think, uh, as always, it's always good to start from the beginning. You know what I mean? I, I really right. am curious. And I think a lot of people would love to hear your story from even like, you know, you even pursuing your first dollar type thing, you know, your first business right. venture, just starting from there, there to going into different best business ventures and to where you are now, you know, just run us through the whole journey and, you know, don't, don't think that you're talking too much. Just go, you know, go right. all out. Right. For sure. It's actually funny. I think me and you, PB, we've known each other for like, I think almost like five or six years. We, we met each other when we both first started, actually. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So yeah. growing up, I was always an entrepreneur. I mean, I was always trying to sell things. Even when I was 13, I was like selling shoes on eBay, flipping shoes. I was always an entrepreneur growing up. Just my dad was an entrepreneur. He had his own IT consulting company. So it was just in my blood. I had a lot of family members that did that. Um, and I always played sports and stuff growing up. So when I was in high school, I feel like every person kind of goes through this period of just trying to find themselves and just really trying to figure out what they want to do. Um, and I was going through this period because I played lacrosse in high school. So I had like division one, division two scholarships in America. So it's like some of the top schools. And I was just like, ah, I was like, do I want to go to school? Like I was just dealing with that. Cause like my parents, you know, a lot of people, their parents, especially for our generation, their parents, they go to school, they get a degree, they get a nine to five and then they just work. And I was like, that's cool. I saw like what that did to my parents not in a bad way. They made great money. It's just like, it's a lot of time at the end of the day. It's like, it's not your business. You're working for someone else. So when I was 16, um, Ty Lopez released the SMMA course and I was so broke. I couldn't even afford to buy it. So I did it like bought it with like 500 people. I spent like $30. <laughs> so I bought Ty Lopez SMMA course and I just kind of just, the idea of learning how to, the idea of that I could charge business owners hundreds of dollars um, to do their marketing was like really revolutionary to me. So um, after that, I kind of was like, all right, like this is what I want to do full time. I want to go all in on this. So I started trying to do outreach and closing some deals when I was like 16. So I made like a couple of thousand dollars, which at that time was like absolutely like mind, mind blowing to me because, you know, a thousand dollars to, a 16 year old dude, like I was, that's insane to me. So after that, I was like, okay, have some clients, didn't know how to run Facebook ads at all. <laughs> so lost all the clients. And I was like, okay, like there's a lot, there's, there's opportunity in digital marketing, but I hated sales. Obviously I was 16. So like if you're 16, you're not really be good at sales just cause you didn't know. And I was trying to sell like grown men and women. So I hated sales. So I was like, all right, what am I going to do now? And then I got into e-commerce just because I kept seeing ads of people selling dropshipping courses. And so I kind of went to like YouTube university. It's actually kind of funny. A lot of the people I look up to now uh, or back then I looked up to are actually my peers now that are my friends. It's really pretty crazy. Um, so I just went on YouTube. I started watching like Thaddeus, Dan De Silva. Um, those are the two people I watched. There's some, a bunch, probably a bunch of other people. And I just spent, I just went all in pretty much. Um, 
and immerse myself in just like learning about online marketing. Because on YouTube, you know, there's so much free content. Like you can just spend the time and do that. So what I literally did is like I started buying a lot of self development books, like Grant Cardone, Gary Vee. I feel like every entrepreneur needs to go through that stage of like really developing yourself, developing your mindset. Obviously, like you can your mindset once you have it set in stone, it's kind of like something you're always working on. But when you first start, like you need to get develop your mindset, um, which is something that I'm glad I did when I first started off. So I started reading like a lot of business books, just general business education knowledge on finances is really everything. So I went through that process for actually about a year. So I literally stopped in my high school. We had like four classes a day. So I would literally listen to YouTube videos all through my classes. Well, even after I left class, I'd walk through the hallways listening to YouTube videos. I had a playlist of hundreds of videos that I would watch every single day, just learning about Shopify and dropshipping. Um, this was in my junior year of high school. So then after that, um, I was like, all right, I'm not going to hang out with any of my friends. I literally stopped hanging out with all of my friends unless they were entrepreneurs. And I would spend every day and lunch. Um, I was in this club in DECA in high school. For those of you who don't know, DECA is just like a business entrepreneurship club. So I was like with the president of DECA in my high school. So I spent every day and lunch in the DECA room reading books and courses literally every single day. Like I stopped hanging out with people and I just started posting on social media like, well, I do, blah, blah. So that was cool for... I did that for about a year. Um, and then fast forward to my senior... Uh, that summer of... Summer of... This would be like 20... Going into 2017. So summer of 2017. Um, was still trying to learn e-commerce. Didn't even make my first sale in Shopify. But I was still going, right? I built tons of stores. And branded stores, but I didn't know like what to do after I built the store. Like I was like, oh, like how do I run ads? How do I do this? Just because as a beginner, you know, this PB can relate to this. Back then, the amount of information that was out on Shopify compared to now is like light and day. Like there's like a couple courses here and there, like maybe Adrian Morrison and Dan, but there wasn't like a lot of people talking about dropshipping um, compared to how it is now. So then my senior year, I took like a lot of AP classes in high school. Um, so at my school, I have to take this class called scientific research. So I can study any topic that I want and during school and make like a research report about it. So I literally studied dropshipping in school every single day. I got to study dropshipping for like an hour and a half a day, which was like, honestly, God, that was the biggest blessing from God because that really like put me really forward. Um, cause I got to spend time in school learning like about what my passion was. So after I did that, um, I had a couple stores, like I was selling cloud goggles and made like a couple of thousand dollars back when was are trendy if you guys know what that is. Um, but after that happened, I kind of just basically was like, all right, I'm going to go all in. So that was in 2017. And then 2018 came and I had my first... I made like $50,000 in a month um, right when I turned 18. Uh, and I was selling black pants forever, like on a t-shirt. So that was my first successful store. I said Wakanda forever on a t-shirt. I came up with the idea and did influencer marketing and like a little bit of Facebook ads. And that was like my own idea. Like no guru could tell you that strategy. Like no one could tell that. I came up with that concept myself. And after I saw that, like I actually didn't make a profit because I was stupid. I just spent all the money just like on food. Like that was the most money I ever made in my life. So I was just like, yo, I'm rich. Like I'm gonna go out to eat, take girls on my dates, I'm gonna go on trips. Like I was 18. So I, like, I was stupid. But after that, that I had that really big... I feel like every entrepreneur as they grow, and PP, you can give your thoughts on this too. They have like that mindset shift. I was like, okay, like you can really make money online. Cause like, like I was in school making, doing a thousand dollars a day. Obviously it wasn't consistent, right? But like being 18 and having that happen to you, it's just like a huge mindset shift. So after that, um, I just kept doing e-commerce and I had a lacrosse scholarship to University of Tampa in Florida. So I went to Florida and then um, I was like, all in high school, it's like, yo, I'm gonna drop out of college. Like, I'm dropping out. There's no way I'm gonna go to Florida. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna ball out for a little bit and drop out. I was saying that, and like, I didn't actually think it was gonna happen, but then I actually actually did that. And I worked at this other marketing company in Florida for a year and a half. So that was cool. I did that for a year and a half and I left that company in November. So, fast forward to November. Um, after I left November, I was going through some hard times. You know, I dropped out of school, I ended up moving back home to Atlanta, my parents, right? So, I was just going through that, going through a hard time trying to figure out like what I really wanna do. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start my own agency and I'm just going to go all in. So I started Maybach Media and I was going through, I was just trying to learn, right? Um, I think edu self education and buying courses and getting mentors is really important, especially for digital marketing since it's such a new industry. Like you can't, you can go in college and get a digital marketing degree, but you're not going to really learn anything from like, you're not going to learn, excuse me, like, you're not going to learn, I don't know if I'm on the cut, you're not going to learn shit from, from, from the college professors. You want to learn from people that are actually doing it. So I started buying some courses, learning, trying to learn here and there. And I met my mentor, Joel. Uh, I met Joel in March, bought his course, biggest investment of my life, bought his course in March. And then I completely shifted my business model. And then we went from one person, a one person agency in March 
to 15 people in, what is this now? September, 15 people in September. And it was an absolute blessing. So that's like the short version of my story, I guess it's been like almost five or six years now. I'm just trying to grind and do digital marketing. So that's like the very uh, cliff note version. Man, that, that's, it's, it's crazy and scary how similar our stories are. Like the Ty, Lep, Ty Lopez course, dropshipping summer 2017, clothing brand. <laughs> going Literally it's, everything. It is actually scary how similar it is. <laughs> wow, that is unreal. You know what, like congrats on all the success so far. You know what I mean? Thank and you, um, I think I, I kind of want to talk about a thing you mentioned. Um, you know, there's a lot of things to talk about there. But one thing I want to talk about is the shift of you, you know, dropping out. Now you're going through this hard time. What was the mindset shift like really when you went like, you know what? All right, like I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm done just bumming around. It's time to get serious, right? Like I would say, I guess my question is, was there a tipping point? Was there, or what, what were the events that led up to it? But what, do you remember the time where you're like, you know what? No, I'm about to be serious. Maybach Media, we're going to go hard. Um, you know, yeah, I kind of want to hear the things, question. I guess. Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, I mean, um, Sorry, I'm just kind of blowing me up. Um, I mean, I would say really, I would say the biggest thing, the biggest mindset shift is like, I'm not in school, right? Like, I think it was so like, I'm not going to lie. I literally, I went through such a hard mental, mental state. Like I was like literally depressed. Like I literally didn't post on social media. Like I literally like didn't post social media at all. Didn't talk to like any of my friends. Like I had a girlfriend after the time. So she lived in Florida. So I had to move back to Atlanta. I didn't see my ex-girlfriend. So it was just like, it was a really hard time for me. And what I really noticed, what I really felt like I was like, at the end of the day, like this sounds really, really messed up. Like no one's going to do it for you. Right. Like at the end of the day, if you want to be successful, like you can pay for all the courses, you can pay for all the mentorships, but you still have to put the work in. Right. So what I realized, like, look, like, cause I had some clients, like I, as soon as I left that company, I was like, not to be arrogant. I'm good at what I do. I can get results for businesses. That's what people pay me. So I had some clients, I was making money, but it's just like, what I was struggling with is I struggled with that direction and that path, that purpose. I was like, what do I want to do? So when I started Maybach, I was still, I still had the agency, but I wasn't really like doing, doing anything. Like I just had the agency as a name, made a simple WordPress site. I wanted to figure out like what niche I wanted to go into. Cause I was like, Oh, should I do e-commerce clients? Should I do real estate? I just kind of went, just did my feet in a lot of different industries. And then what hit it off for me really, I would say is when I under, I saw, I got some good case studies under my belt and I was just like, okay, like if I do this with this be like, for example, this case study we spent, our biggest client we spent so far this year, probably about half a million at like a four X. So like their business last year did half a million in revenue this year. They're at like this year at like 3 million. Right. So after right. I, I started working with them in December. So after that, I was kind of like, okay, like I started getting them some results. Like client was happy. I was like, they're paying me every month. Like at my other company I was working at, it wasn't like consistent. So I was like, okay, like this is cool. Like I can really build a business from this. And I just saw, I've always had this long-term vision. Like I want to have a wife. I want to have kids. I want to have family. I want to be able to provide wealth and just have a good life. And after going through that stage of really trying to find myself, like I even went back to school online for like two weeks, right? Like I literally was about to go back to school. My parents were like, go to school. You have to go to school if you live with us. Yada, yada. And I was like, all right, I'll go to school. Whatever. It was like two weeks. I was like, I can't do this. Like my brain was like, I cannot do this at all. <laughs> so the biggest was that. And then the biggest thing, honestly, was just really just trying to just grow. I, 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 you have, I was doing it for so long. I was like, I, there's nothing stopping me. Like the only thing that stops you at the end of the day is yourself and your mindset. Like, cause it could have been so easy for me. Like after I left that company and spent like a year and a half in Tampa after dropping out of college, right? Like I, I had an athletic scholarship. I'm the oldest kid in my family. Like that was my parents' dream. That was almost my dream too. It would've been so easy for me to be like, go back to school and just, just chill and not have to pay for anything. Cause if my parents, if I went to school, they pay for everything for me, right? I would have to pay for a house or a rent or a car or anything. I just do whatever I want. Not have been the easy path, but I was, I just had this really, this, 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 this moment. I was just like, I have to go all in. Right. And I literally, what I did is I literally went all in. I'm not going to say how much, but I paid five figures to a mentor. I was like, I have to go all in and I have, I want to build a seven figure business. I want my agency to be worth seven figures. I want to pay myself a good amount every month, have a team. And after I did that, like I bet on myself, right? You always have to bet on yourself. And that was the most money I've ever spent. So after I did that, that was in March. And then like, that was like the gas really to, I was going on. Cause I was like, I have to make this money back. Right. Like, ten, like I'm not gonna say how much, but five figures is a pretty big investment for a 20 year old. Right. So after I did that, I was like, okay, I'm going to go all in. And then we just started growing. And then I met my, I met my team and just 
started taking less to eventually have more. So that's where we're at now. That's awesome, bro. Um, you know, mentors are a key part of life. And we're going to talk about that because I know that's something we both value, you know, investing in ourselves. But I think something I want to touch on before that is uh, something I've struggled with, you know, from what you said, I, I realize you as well. And I, I believe a lot of people, um, I, I think just a lot of people in general, just having this imposter syndrome where it's like, you know, not believing in yourself, you know what I mean? Like, like how you right. said, the people that limit us at the end of the day are ourselves, right? So kind of just want to touch on that. Um, other than, you know, getting results, what do you think, and even we're just talking for the people that might be listening, right? Like, what do you think are some good ways they can develop their confidence so they can sell their services better or, you know, become a better businessman? Because I think that's a huge thing that is hurting a lot of people is the lack of confidence and fear. Honestly, yeah, I think it's a great question. I mean, I think the first thing would really be your health, your, your health. Like you have to keep like, this is something I've learned too. I actually have a health coach. You have to keep your diet on point. You have to work out. You have to get sleep because that plays. If you are doing that, that's going to already put you ahead of 99% of entrepreneurs. Like I met Gary Vee. He's one of my not idols, but he's definitely one of my biggest mentors. And Gary Vee, discredit to him. He's always talking about like hustling, hustling, hustling. Dude, that's just bullshit. You don't want to do that. You want to get sleep. You want to eat right. You want to, I use, I wear aura rings. Cool. When you get sleep, eat right and work out, you have to do that. So that's the first thing. Cause if you work out, um, you eat right and you're getting sleep, like your mental health is already going to be so much better. Right. So like, for example, when I, when I left, when I moved back in my house, I don't even think I had a gym membership until like March, honestly, like I wasn't even working out that much. I was just chilling you know, just chilling, being myself, not doing, caring much about anything. Right. Um, so that is, that's the first thing. I think the second thing also is just who you surround yourself with, especially, you know, as an entrepreneur, you want to surround yourself with like-minded people, even if you don't have results, right? So even if you don't have results, you know, I remember I would literally consume con so much content. And I even know, like, and this happened to me, I would literally pay for entrepreneurs that were doing well to me. I paid to take them out to dinner, right? Like, and I still do this, right? And people, sometimes people pay to take me out dinner. And that honestly is one of the best feelings because you know, if someone pays to take me out dinner, I'm going to give them so much value and so much game. It's not even about them paying, but it's more about the fact that like, it's the value. It's the value that makes sense. Like they value your time enough to like say, Hey, look, I'll take you out to dinner. I really just want to just to get knowledge. Right. So those would be the main things. And honestly, it's just, you have to, as weird as it sounds like you can't beat yourself up. If you're not getting results. Right. If you're in this and you want to have success and you're not seeing results immediately, you cannot beat yourself up because even PB can say this. I started when I was 15, right? Like five years ago, if I would have stopped when I was like, not even making money, right? Then like, I would never be here now. I would never own a seven figure business now, right? You, it's all about, no, it's all about seeing your angle and saying, okay, cool. This is what my angle is. But you have to realize that like, the amount of time it's going to take and the steps that it's going to take to get there is a lot bigger than what you think, right? And then if you just do that and you're consistent with your health and working out and eating right and sleeping right and reading books and consuming content, and you're, it's all about the consistency. That's the biggest thing, honestly. You have to be consistent. And that's why I've had success because every single day since I bought that Ty Lopez course, I have gone all in literally every single day. I used to wake up at 5.30 in high school because I played the cross. So like I, I, had, I played the cross. I was in AP classes. Like I had a lot on my plate in high school. I'd wake up an hour early to consume content before I go to school. Like I was that dedicated. And I was still getting... I had like a 3.5 GPA which is not crazy, but I was a full-time athlete, a full-time student, and I had a business and I was learning, right? And I was traveling for sports. Like I went all in. And the only reason I did that is because I knew if I was consistent, it's a great book. Um, what is, it's not, what is it? The Compound Effect, a great book. I highly, highly, highly encourage everyone to read it. Read that book. One of my mentors gave me that book, changed my life, right? Um, read that book and I was like, oh, you just gotta be consistent. Cause it's like an avalanche. Like when I bought this course, with one of my mentors, like I said, Joel, shameless plug, when I bought this course in March, um, if I, I could have bought a program and like, oh, like this is bullshit. Like I'm not gonna see any results, yada, yada, So I bought it and, but you don't see results until like 90 days out, right? Like if you invest in yourself. So you really gotta take, you gotta take the knowledge in and then apply it and then like see, okay, how's this gonna work for me, yada, yada, and optimize it. That's why I love courses and mentorship, right? Because if you really think about it, it's so undervalued, right? Like if someone's gonna show you how they built a seven figure business for a couple of thousand bucks, all you have to do is take the information and in. they're not going to do it for you, right? People always want something done for them. And this fine, done for you services, there's tons of them out there. But that's really what it was for me.
No, those are some amazing points, man. Especially the courses. I think, you know, just, just to quickly touch on it, courses and mentorship get such a bad rap. Um, I mean, we know just because so many people in the e-com community, I truly think ruined it, you know, with all these scammy ass things. But uh, in reality, what you said is right. Like it would, it makes sense to pay someone thousands if they've built a seven figure agency, right. Or eight figure agency or whatever, especially with your mentor. Like it makes sense to pay them that because they know way more than you. At the end of the day, it's absurd for you to try to go figure it out figure it out on your own. Cause you're probably going to spend more than what you invested with your mentor right. on figuring out what he knows. Like, I don't think people truly understand that. You know what I mean? Like really understand that. And another thing I really like is that you gave actionable steps. So anyone that's listening, do what he said, you know, he said, take care of your health and do the shit every day. You know, yeah, that's, that's literally it. Like consistency, you know? So, um, I really appreciate the advice by the way, man. Thank you so much. And again, that, I think that's a good segue to the next, um, the next, uh, you know, topic, which is uh, mentors. I mean, we, t- we touched a bit on it, but I, I kind of want to go deeper into mentorship and investing in yourself. Cause that's something I preach. And I know that's something you went heavy with this right. year. Right. And, um, right. I think so something I want to like, I guess, touch on is for me, a lot of times and I, I know that for, it's for you as well. Cause you just said it is like, it's usually the, mo- you know, the moment that is more meaningful sometimes than the course, right? You spending 10 grand, you can't be a, bu- you can't just go back in your couch and you go play games. If you just spent yeah. 10 bands on a mentorship, you know what I mean? I could have bought a rolly, bro. I could have bought a rolly, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but basically, you know what I mean? You can't. So I kind of want to touch more on in like the importance of just investing in yourself in all areas of life, not just money. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important, especially like, um, you can invest in yourself in multiple ways. Like you said, not just like money, like your health, like if you're going to the gym every day and you're being consistent, that's, that's investing yourself. I have a meal, I do meal prep, right? Like I order meal prep, um, just cause I don't have time to cook and that's investing in my health, right? Um, reading books is investing in yourself, but yeah, I mean, like you said, I think the moment is more important than the actual knowledge. It just depends. And you know, there's a lot of mentors out there, right? I have an e-commerce coaching program. We just launched tons of other people do, but I think, the re- I think it's less about for investing yourself. It's more about the time, less about the actual like investment, right? So you think about it, time is money, right? The amount of time it's going to take you to learn what someone else has already learned that's way ahead of you is much less time. That's the biggest, that was the biggest thing for me. Like, and also like people investing yourself, like with digital marketing, if you really think about it, right? Like it's $10,000, use $10,000 as an example, right? Well, I could go and get a degree for like fifty, sixty thousand dollars and not make any money back, right? Like, not there's no guarantee, right? So there's nothing. Nothing's guaranteed in life, but if you to have success in entrepreneurship, you have to bet on yourself. If you're not willing to bet on yourself, then just go get a nine to five, right? Because you have to take risk, right? Just like it's all about risk and reward. What's the reward? Well, you lose a bunch of money, right? That's the money, not the reward. Sorry, that's the risk. Lose a bunch of money, right? That's all you're risking, right? But the reward, even if you don't make money, that whole experience you go through, you're going to learn so many lessons from it that you're going to, is worth the time and money invested. So that's how I looked at it. I was like, okay, like, um, I was about to make the investment. I was looking at, okay, so if I do this, the worst thing that can happen is I don't make money, but the best thing there's like, it's like your investment is like your, your risk. And the upside is really infinite. You know, <laughs> there's no, there's no cap on internet marketing. Exactly. That's, that's a huge thing, man. I think people need to start taking, I'm going to be honest, man. I think you can attest to this. I've every time I've invested into myself, it has come back like tenfold, maybe even more. Like some of them, I can't even like count the ROI on, you know what I mean? So uh, I really like, listen, invest in yourself. We're not just saying this just to like, you know, say it like people, a lot of times think I'm just like being biased and saying it because I'm a course, but not true. I've spent more on my education than what I would have spent going to university that I dropped out of for all four years. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not about just, you know, like just investing in yourself, blah, blah, blah. It's, it really will like excel you to the next level. And even the growth you had this year, don't you think like if you were to just do, if you were to just do what you were doing before, that would have probably taken you what, four or five years to reach the level you are now. Right. Oh my gosh, man, dude, literally the, dude, the amount of knowledge I learned from just investing in a coaching program, right? Like it was night and day just because like, there's so much structure. There's so much things that, I didn't know about scaling an agency, for example, like here's a nugget, like account managers. Don't know if you have this, like with someone that talks to my clients for me. So I don't have to talk to my clients. This is just an example, right? Cause we have a good amount of clients at our company. I didn't even know that existed. Right. Like I didn't, that concept didn't even, didn't even exist in my head. Once I learned that, I was like, 
I don't have to talk to clients anymore. Like that was like such a big thing. And like, not that I don't enjoy it. It's just like, as an executive, there's always something more to do. And just spending time communicating is a big time. A time it's very time consuming. Not that there's anything wrong with it. You know, we get great results for our clients, but we do have to communicate back and forth. Right. So learning that is the biggest thing for me, a really big thing for me. Um, and I honestly encourage everyone, like whatever you want to do, right? Like, some people go to school for years just to get a degree and that's great, right? There's nothing wrong with that. If you want to go and get a degree, cool. But also look at like, okay, if I can find three to four mentors that are doing six figures a year, seven figures a year in whatever field I want to do, it's almost your mini degree in a sense, right? And it's going to be, if not, it's going to be way less and you'll be able to see results way quicker, right? Because you can pay for a mentor. You know, you might, you're going to have to fail. It's part of the game. You have to fail to win, right? Fail a couple of times, learn from your mistakes, get yourself up. And then just keep on going. That's the difference between, and I would say honestly, between for me and UPD, that's the difference between us and other entrepreneurs who are our age that aren't having success, not in like a weird way. It's just like we've invested in ourselves and we've been consistent, right? Like I met UPD when I was 15, 16. We were both just started. I literally remember it. We have Snapchat memories from years ago, right? But we've been consistent and we kept on trying, right? And if you do that and you're consistent, then if you, as long as you're optimizing and trying to figure out what you did right and wrong, there's no reason why you can't have success. Right, man. Right. I, I, I just got reminded of a, I don't know if it was a Bruce Lee quote, you know, but he's like, I don't, like, I'm not scared of the man that does like, you know, thousand right. kicks once, but scared of the man that's practiced like one kick thousand times or something, you know, and consistency. Right. That's a huge thing is like doing something, but doing it again and again, no matter how you feel, you know, discipline, all that. Actually, you know, this is a perfect segue to what I want to talk about, which we're both, I know, big on, you know, I call myself a self-help junkie uh, just because I, I love that shit. I know, I know you love personal development as well. Kind of want to touch on, you know, personal development side and the, the mindset I think the other, I, I'm curious to hear like some of, you know, uh, some parts of your mindset, some key beliefs that you have right. that you think has really helped you excel to the level you are. Right. And, you know, even helped you during those hard times that like you could have quit. You could have literally right. said, screw this. I'm going back. Like, but you know, all the mindset and all the key beliefs you have that you really believe excelled you. Mm, that's a really good question. I would say the first thing is I'm a believer in Christ. So like, um, I don't know what you believe in, what other people believe in cool, but uh, Jesus says like, you reap what you sow, right? And that was like a really big thing of mine. I was like, okay, like, what do I want to do? And I was just going through that period of like, just a lot of changes. Like I left the city I was in, didn't have as many friends. I didn't even have, I had to share a car with my little brother. Like at the time I didn't even have a car. Like now I bought my own car for my business, right? And, and I just was just not rough. I was just knowing, I really took the biggest thing that allowed me to like slow down and like realize where I was is that I realized where I was in the process, right? Like, this is really entrepreneurship is really a process because you know every entrepreneur, they're gonna, you're first, you're gonna have a, a lot of businesses before you find that first business. You know, this is at least from my my point of view. You're gonna have a lot of businesses, a lot of ventures, opportunities, yada yada. Before you have that business that takes you to six figures, and then you're gonna have something where you're gonna scale that thing that took you from six figures to seven figures, right? What I mean by seven figures is not seven figures profit, but seven figures is like you having a million dollars cash money in the bank, right? There's a different thing because. To do that, you need like to do two to three million in rev and profit to have cash money a million in the bank, right? So I just realized it was in the process because you know my goal is like I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm like 22, 23. I'm 20 right now. So I was like, okay, I just have a lot of time to hit my goals, right? Where do I need to what do I need to do? Where do I need to go? And I just started investing, right? I started reinvesting literally everything, right? I may I get a client, I say, okay, cool, what do I need to learn? For example, I paid Iman. You guys, you guys know me. I made an interview with him. I was actually the interview before I got, I was still doing real estate at the time before I actually ended up working with my mentor, right? So I paid Iman, learned some stuff from him. Cool. Paid another mentor, learned some other stuff. I just kept on paying, investing. I was like, okay, what is the knowledge that I need to get? Because once you get the knowledge, it's all about execution, right? You can, I mean, that's the thing about me. I execute. I don't wait, right? For example, I wanted to start a software company because I noticed that if I started a software, then I could remove myself from my agency because if a software can run the ads, then I don't need an agency. I can just sell a software, just sell it to anyone, right? That was the whole point of software. So I wanted to find a sell, sell software. I came up with the idea and then I went and found a developer the next day. Paid the developer, partnered up with him and then started developing the software. It took three and a half months and now we're about to release in two and a half weeks, right? See, someone else would have had... A, there's some people that have a lot of ideas, right? The name Maybach... Another example, Maybach Media. How did I come up with people ask me all the time? I was literally listening to Rick Rock's music. I was like, oh, cool, Maybach music. Oh, I wonder if Maybach Media, the domain is not taken. Go on Google, Maybach Media. Oh, it's not taken? Cool. Bye. Like, 
don't wait. Time is time is short. We're short. Like I could die tomorrow for all I know. So you have to take action while you can. So I would say that was the biggest thing. And that, that's a fire one, bro. I think that's a huge thing. I actually been noticing this a lot um, with entrepreneurs, you know, I, I mean, you can attest to this interacting with a lot of them. I think a lot of people are just overthinking everything, you know, how do I do this, oh this, gosh. that, whatever. Like, even if they want to, you know, like if they, when some people ask me questions, you know, like they, they, they don't even have a business. They're like, how do I retain a client? I was like, what, what do you mean? How do I, he's like, you know, how do you retain a client? What do you do if a client leaves you? I'm like, bro, worry about doing step one, you know, and that's what you did. Like you did, what are the steps and just doing it? I think that's a huge thing is just, you're doing the things instead of thinking it. Cause like this time you spend thinking you could be doing right. And if you do this shit, you could be making money right away or you could be seeing right. success quicker than the person who's thinking, waiting for the, waiting to get his answer, waiting for everything to be perfect to start realizing right. that, you know, perfect doesn't exist. Like, it's a funny thing that we all know perfect doesn't exist, but we all try to do things when it's perfect. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a funny right. thing. Um, I, mean, I think uh, a lot of people are trying to overcomplicate things, you know, especially when you start off, like you want things to be super perfect, but like listen to Mark Zuckerberg, right? It's one of the smartest people in the world, multi-billionaire created the best platform for advertising ever, right? Facebook, their whole motto is, and sometimes as an advertiser, I hate this because they just break a lot of stuff. Like for example, yesterday, Facebook had a bug where it disapproved all my ads across 60 ad accounts, right? So I had to spend my whole day with my team going in and re-putting up ads that we've had running for months, right? So annoying, right? But th what they, they say, that one of their big key beliefs is like, start fast and then like, if it's broken, like fix it as you're going, right? Like they'll launch a new product and if it's working, cool, but there's gonna be errors, cool, will they fix it, right? It's the same thing with entrepreneurship because, you know, this, I remember this too, when I first started dropshipping, like I was so scared to spend money on ads because I didn't have money. So you know what I did? I actually worked at Chick-fil-A and I waited tables. This was me when I was 16, right? I waited tables. I got money. I invested in myself. I literally reinvested all my money into food and mentors and ad spend. And I was like, okay, if I can make $80 a day waiting tables and I can spend $60 on ads then that same night. So I would literally schedule my ads from influencer campaigns and the next morning go and do that. And some days I wouldn't make money. So I would not only lose money from my job, but also lose money on the store. Right? <laughs> But it's all about having that, like, I lost money twice, guys, right? It's all about having that long-term long-term vision, long-term thought yes. process, and just knowing where you are in the process, right? Like, you have to realize, take a step back. And this is why looking at having mentors is important, right? Because, like, for example, my mentor, they're killing it, right? But I look at, when I talk to them, I say, they're, they're older than me, they're doing more than me, and uh, they tell me where I am in my process. And I can take a step back and say, okay, here's I, here's where I am now. Because I'm here where I am now because of the years of work I put in the past, right? So where I want to be two to three years from now is going to be do what I be off of what I do today. And that's a great thing that I learned from the compound effect. And that's honestly, that book really changed my life. And I only read it once, but it's more about you read it once and you just apply it, right? Yeah, definitely check out the book, The Compound Effect. Well, my favorite part from that book, uh, The Big Mo, you know, Momentum, Big Mo. Yes, sir. I, I really, really like that. Key, key part for sure. So, um, you know, for, for you, you talk about your mentor, you said, you know, you went from literally in March, you know, having what basically the agency being you to now having 15 people. I kind of want to talk right. about team building. This is a right. question I get asked a lot. This is a question even I feel like a lot of people don't have good information on almost, but it's also right. subjective to a point, you know what I mean? But I kind of want to talk about team building and running an effective team. Uh, if you have any advice, what you've learned, anything you want to share on that. Right. And actually, before we even talk about that, I think, first of all, I would like for you to go ahead and talk about the importance of having a team and not being a lone wolf, you know? I, right. sort of like, so yeah, go for it, bro. I mean, I think initially you definitely should be a lone wolf because you want to learn every part of the business in and out. Um, that's what I did for me. So basically when I started Maybach Media, just being transparent, I started this agency from zero guys, right? Like I don't have anything to hide. Started it from zero in January. And then from basically from January to March, I was like zero, like like 10 to 20, 10 to 15 K a month. Right. So it wasn't anything crazy. A lot of people, it's like a lot of money, but to me as an entrepreneur, that's not that much money. Right. Just because it just wasn't that much. And that wasn't profit. That was me also me staying up late nights, doing campaigns like me, that was me doing everything. So that 10 to 15 grand, it was worth it, but that hustling, <laughs> it wasn't worth it. So uh, it wasn't worth it, I take it back. But so what I realized is that to build an effective team, you have to take less, right? You can find quality people that are cheap, but in reality, not saying cheap, like in a weird way, but they're gonna, people that are talented, you're gonna have to invest into them more, right? For example, for me, 
I, at the beginning of this year, I was the sole owner in my company, right? No one else owned the company. Now I have four other business partners that own equity in my company, right? Why? Now some people are like, you're stupid. You're stupid for selling equity. Like I only have 50% of my own company, right? I own it though, right? You're stupid for doing that. Why would I do that? Well, my goal is I want to go to eight, nine figure company. You think I'm going to be able to do that myself, right? So it's all about really the first thing is, and this is really important. You have to have that core value of knowing where you want to go, right? Because if you lead a team, you are leading the team, right? It's not they're leading you or they're working with you. You are the leader, right? So that's the really first big thing. Understanding where, where you currently are, where you want to go in the next year, next 90 days, next 180 days, in the next five to 10 years, right? And being able to find quality people. And you have to be willing to take less, right? If you're not willing to take less, then you're not going to have success. It's just going to be hard just because I would rather pay my team and have everyone happy and me starve knowing that, okay, like I'm going to be able to take this to the moon with them, right? Because I'm the leader. It's not, not in a weird way, but it's, it's my company. So I would say that and just really just being and just searching for people and also just being good at your craft, right? If you're good at your craft, people are going to, um, people are going to come to you already and you just have to be able to have the systems and processes, which really is a really big thing. Having the systems and processes in place. So if someone comes to you, they're just not just operating your business, right? Like for example, for me, we have a ton of SOPs for literally everything from Facebook ads, Google ads, sales, onboarding, literally everything, right? And shout out to my COO, Sean, COO of our right hand man. And that's really what has allowed us to scale because I know if God forbid, if I was to die and someone had to run the company, be the CEO, well, they're going to come in and they're going to know how to manage the financials. They're going to know how to manage really everything because it's already documented. So just learning about systems and processes is another key thing to building a team. Because if you don't have any systems and processes, then you don't have a business, right? That's why I learned from one of my other mentors. You can be a freelancer and you, you can still make money. You can do 10K a month doing freelancing, right? And work yourself and make great money and live your life, right? And some people want to do that. Personally, for me, I don't desire that because I just have bigger goals and aspirations than freelancing. So I would say those are the main things. I want to double down on the point you made about you leading the team and you know the team not leading you. I think this is a huge thing because what I've seen a lot of people do you know, hire people and then get mad at them <laughs> when they don't get the work done. You know what I mean? And right. I think, um, uh, that's a huge thing that and I, and I, I'm glad you pointed that out, you know, cause as a leader, you are responsible for everything. And this is something like this, uh, this point right here, um, that I, I forgot where I heard this from, but someone told me this actually one of my mentors. And he said, listen, the reason you can't be doing that, you know, is because if you win, uh, it's like, okay, it's not even that it's like, basically at the end of the day, if, the business goes down, you're the only, like you're going to care the most out of anybody in the team, right? Like, like it's, you're going to be hurt and then you're going to care the most. So on right. the same way up is that like you, you have to care and you have to be involved and know everything about your business. Like a lot of you guys, I know you guys want to just hire a VA and be like, Oh, I'm done. No, you still got to be yeah. checking up on that. You still got to be making sure, you know, everything, every inch of your business, every yeah, single you have thing. to, you have to, and you also have to build systems and processes. So you document yes. it, right? Cause if you bring someone in your business and you don't have systems and processes for them to operate in, then it's just like, um, it's like throwing a baby in water. Literally. They're yeah. going to drown. Yeah, that's and you don't want that to happen. Cause then you're wasting their time, your time and your money. Facts. And another huge thing as well with having systems and processes is, you know, if you, God forbid, you guys are relying on your team member for everything. Listen, I don't, you know, not saying I don't, but let's just say something happened to someone, one, some of my team members and they have to leave. I know I'm good. And like you said, it's because of like, you know, all the SOPs you have, all the systems you have. So you know that the next person that comes in, they're not going to be like baby in water. They already like know what to do and how to just kind of get seamless to get inside of the business with, uh, you know, less friction than he would have right. if you didn't have that. So I think, um, it's really like systems thinking very, very important. Um, and you know, <clears throat> it's amazing that you brought that up. Um, uh, a couple of last questions, you know, I have, I guess you can call like quick fire questions. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm just curious. These are like non businessy, non whatever right. questions, but actually before we even get to those, I I'm curious cause I asked every guest this and you know, it's something mm -hmm. I'm genuinely curious in. How has your perspective on money changed from when you started in business to where you are now? Oh yeah. I mean, that's a really, that's a really good question. I mean, when I first started off, I feel like everyone has like that dream car and just all that stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I grew up where my parents did well. So I was already, I grew up in an environment where I was surrounded by wealth. Like 
not to be arrogant, but there were millionaires in my family, like family friends who were millionaires, like the Delta CEO is my dad's friend. Like, so I was around that environment in Atlanta. There's a lot of people that do it really well. So I was around that environment. So I wouldn't say I'm like some other people who, you know, they're, they're not as, they're not as blessed as I was um, because I was blessed to be in that environment. So that was the first thing to me. I always knew money wasn't everything to me because like I grew up, I grew up, my parents were successful. So I grew up and I was blessed to have that. But as I started to make my own money, I, at first I feel like everyone goes to that stage of like being super materialistic and things like that. But once I really actually started making money, um, I really realized that money doesn't matter to me. Like not in a weird way. Like if I went broke tomorrow, like of course I'd be upset, but I don't do what I do for money. I do it because I genuinely enjoy the process as well as it's just, I'm blessed. Like, I just love what I do. I love what I do and I wouldn't do it for free. Not like I would, I would do it for free for a business. Right. But like, I just enjoy, generally enjoy what I do. So when I first started, I was super caring about money. Um, but now I just look at it as money is just a vehicle. It's just a tool. At the end of the day, the dollar is super inflated anyway. You buy some Bitcoin, but... Um, it went down today, so it's yeah, probably a good time, man. Yeah, it is a good time. But I'm about to buy some after this, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's awesome. That, that's, that's a fact. And, you know, that's a common thing that I've been hearing from a lot of high achievers that are in the podcast is they say money is a tool or a vehicle, you know, rather right. than something that... And I, I've had this shift this year. I, I'm sure you did as well, where it became less of, oh, you know, and you, you still want your agents to hit, you know, like certain figure milestones. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, building something bigger than just money. You know, how much, right. how much money? No, no, no. It's like, what are like, you know, what do I want to do with what I have here? This, 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 right. little, this little thing I have. <laughs> yeah. And this is just another thought. When I first started too, I was just blessed to have a dad that was an entrepreneurial shout out to dad. And to a lot of family members that were just successful entrepreneurs because that really just helped. Like when I started doing entrepreneurship, they really just took me under their wing and they were just like, Hey, like just giving me advice, just giving me free game. Right. These guys were millionaires at the time, not my dad, but just other people just giving me game. And I was so blessed to have that when I was such a young age. Right. Cause it really just, you know, when you're young, there's like a lot of thoughts and things that you consume really mold your site, your uh, subconscious, right. As marketers, you know, you know, as well, PD psychology is a really big thing. So what you listen to plays a big role. So, um, what I was realizing is that you, if you're, when you're first starting, if you focus on money, you're going to fail. Yeah. You have to focus on your craft and your skill, whatever you're doing. If that's e-commerce, focusing on your branding, your ads, your ads for your product, your product research, your advertising skills, your copy, your direct response marketing, right? You know, that's just an example for agency, you know, getting results for your clients, sales, et cetera. Once you focus on that, the money's already there. There's so much money in online marketing and anything online. There's a tr- it's a trillion dollar industry. You can and it's just anything. starting. It's just the beginning just of started. e-commerce. It's just, oh, I don't think people really understand that. I don't even want to talk about that because that's a topic for another day, man. Like this is just the beginning of e-commerce. People haven't even right. seen where the hell this is going to go. Um, you know, earlier you said a lot, uh, and you know, this is true. It's like all of us all have to fail a lot, you know, to reach where we want to go. And even me, I believe I'm still going to fail whole lot more, you know? Um, I think, uh, and just knowing that, and I guess even you, you were sharing some of the things you were talking about earlier. What what were, from all the mistakes and failures you've had, what was, what do you think was the most important lesson that you've learned? Mm, That's a good question. Not knowing my financials, which is super important, not reading contracts, and then not betting the people I did business with. Those are like the three main three things. I don't want to speak on the third one, just passes past. All I recommend is if you're going to have partners, guys, just vet your partners, you know, do your due diligence, try and get to know people before you do business with them. And for my business partners now, um, all of them except for one, um, I actually knew before I did business with them, right? So that's why I'm super blessed to have. And then reading contracts, never, you know, I recommend having someone else read contracts for you. You know, now I have a lawyer, now I have my parents read my contracts. At the time, when I signed a couple of bad contracts, didn't have anyone read them because I was arrogant. And then knowing your financials, uh, something I'm always working on with credit, uh, with just cash, just knowing how much money you have. And if you want to hit certain goals, knowing your expenses, knowing what you need to do, especially as you're a freelancer, especially as you're scaling, super duper important. Um, I would say those are the main three mistakes. And also, I would say the biggest one I had was shiny object syndrome. Oh my gosh. I, I, mm. I probably still have that to an extent, but right. now it's like, now it's not like, now I have so many projects that like, I don't have that anymore. Like I have my agency, I have my software, I have my brand. I don't need anything else. <laughs> you can't even afford to have that, bro. I, I feel course. you on that. I, I feel you on that. You can't even afford to have a shiny object syndrome nowadays. Yeah, I can't, can't afford, afford it anymore, man. I <laughs> yeah. can't afford it. It's all good, though. 
Hundred percent, hundred percent, man. And let's let's jump into the quick fire questions. I feel like just like you know, the podcast has been very valuable. I I really appreciate you coming and sharing your journey, your experience, and the things you've learned. Because like even this, man, like anyone listening to this, you should be like really grateful because this is you know both of us spending thousands of dollars, hours and hours on work, all the you know going through ups and downs to like give you guys like whatever we're saying. We're not just speaking out of our ass. It's not like oh, I heard someone say it and we're saying it's like things we live through, you know? So anything that you, you know, heard today, just write it down and take action take on action, it. And it, take, take action. That's all that matters. Like don't listen, don't listen to this just to feel motivated. That's a problem I, I had, you know, starting off was listening to like podcasts and other stuff for motivation, you know, but that doesn't last like take action because that's the only thing that's really going to create change at the end of the day. Um, right. Yeah. Now I, I want to talk about some like, you know, Simple, simple things I'm curious about. Your favorite book. Uh, is it The Compound Effect? I know you mentioned that a lot. Ooh, favorite book. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll say comp- I mean, we'll say Compound <laughs> Effect. I don't know. There's so many. I don't actually like, have a, a favorite one. You, you, can list, you can list some if you want. Yeah, Compound <laughs> Effect. My recent, the most recent one I'm reading is Cash Advertising. Mm. Um, what else? I like Spin, sale, spin Selling. Um what was the one I like, there's a lot of direct response marketing books I've read. I just have to actually check, but I would say there's a def. Oh, like anything by Eugene Schwartz. He's a great guy. Um, a lot of direct response and copy marketing, I'm um, not copy marketing, like copies, a lot of stuff I like to read about in that. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Who's your favorite artist? Um, that's a good question. I know this, I know this sounds crazy, but I actually, I actually only listen to, um, like, instrumentals now it's kind of weird Word. yeah i listen to instrumentals and like non-secular music i mean by secular is like music that isn't christian um so i would say i don't know i, I like my new York beats i know it sounds weird but i'm just i'm just a weird person guys you know so yeah. i used to like i used to be a big drake fan I, I don't know i'm not a big drake fan now no shade no shade i know you're, I know you're a big pb big drake fan pb but, i was expecting a little baby you being from atlanta bro big bro i know i used to love little baby i used to be in the music industry a little bit but now i'm just that's awesome just man. chilling man what about you i know it's a drake oh uh, yeah drake and baby man drake and baby hey, you know it's like okay. drake drake baby and then little baby gonna uh, like the tag team champion you know it's like yeah. wwe the tag team champion baby. <laughs> <I> mean, <man. laughs> and then uh favorite place you've uh traveled to Ooh, travel yes. often but the Baha- uh, bahamas man i went to the bahamas with a, close, with a close friend of mine like year and a year half ago that was the vibe um was gonna go to europe covid happened so yeah just been, been oh. chilling since oh yes. we good now bahamas there you go though, man Awesome. Awesome. And, and the last one is, you know, your, your hobbies outside of business, things you do that's not even like, you know, business related. For sure. I mean, I would definitely say working out for sure. Um, big on my relationship with God. So I read a lot of the Bible, um, working out, reading the Bible. And I live in Tampa, Florida. So I have a lot of entrepreneur friends that live here. Um, used to be really big into lacrosse. Like, Oh my gosh, man. But I've honestly been so busy. Like, after work, you know, I used to play some call of duty here and there, but I really don't have time for it. For hobbies because when it's the weekend i'm just hanging out and then when sunday mm-hmm. comes around i don't work saturdays when sunday comes around i'm just like all right wake up sunday's financial day so do my financials and then just you know get ready for the week uh so yeah. <laughs> oh software maybe working on software that's a hobby. <laughs> and that's awesome bro that's awesome what's next for you bro what's the plan with whatever you got yeah, yeah. so um right now we've just been growing our team um just getting AdGuru, which is our advertising software, getting that ready to launch. Super excited about that. That's going to be launching in a couple of weeks, guys. If you want a free trial, just follow me on Instagram at K-N-B-A-L-L. Um, yeah, so I'm just, that's just my main focus. And then getting ready for Q4, you know, we've been hiring uh, hiring a lot of team members who uh, can run paid media for us. So just getting ready for Q4 and um, just trying to get ready to scale, you know, want to have as many clients as possible, work with many brands that are, uh, are good. So that and then... Other than that, I'm just trying to go super hard because I turned 21 in February. So my goal is just, I want to go super, yeah, I want to go super hard and I want to take like two weeks off in February, just like not even work. Cause you know, Q1 is lit, but like Q4 is like for e-commerce. Like I know I'm going to have a lot of long nights, especially cause I do have my own brand. So, um, the goal is the rest of the year is, you know, launch Agro, scale the agency. And then I want to have my brand, uh, do 2 million or like 1.5 million in revenue. 
We launched it in April 13th. Since April 13th, we've done 700,000 in revenue at like 34% net profit. So it's like, like a supplement, which is super cool. So I want to take that brand to like 1.5 million um, by the end of the year and then 2 million by the first year of business, which will make it, um, if it continues to run, I'll be an eight-figure business, which would be super cool. So, but yeah, man, God is good. And I'm just focusing on that. And also making more content. PB, you're going to be on our YouTube channel. Hell yeah. Post this, post this podcast and just, you know, making more content. I want to give a lot of free game out just because I know when I started that there was a lot of people that really helped me that I'd even pay, right? I just watched their content. Yeah, and that's true. My life. So I want to do that for other people too. That'd be honestly such a blessing. That's awesome to hear, man. That is, you know, fire as hell. And I'm, I'm excited to do a part two when we actually link up in person again, you know what I'm saying? So for which sure. is sooner than later, which is sooner than later, trust me, because winter is coming in Canada and I'm not yes, living sir. here in winter. Anyways, yo, <laughs> Kendall, thank you so much for, uh, you know, coming through, dropping all the knowledge, man. Um, you know, we're going to put all your links and everything under the podcast. So, yo, guys, go ahead, follow him on Instagram, check out all the other links that's down there. And yeah, I'll see you guys in the next uh, podcast. that is it for this episode of keeping it real everybody and if you guys did enjoy this episode i just ask for a small favor and that is to share this with someone that you know would benefit from this podcast as i really want to grow this community and this podcast through word of mouth right from you guys sharing it or telling someone to mess with this podcast or listen to this podcast or posting us on instagram and by the way guys if you do post us on instagram please use the hashtag keeping it real and tag me at splashman pb just so i can see it just so i can you know stay connected with the family and interact with some of you guys but yeah like i said if you guys want to keep in touch with me my instagram is at splashman pb if you guys want to check out my youtube where i drop amazing content and amazing value you as well you know just search my name Rickshit Busnet and my channel will appear but anyways guys hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will see you in the next one bye bye <laughs>